Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode uh, COTR Leadership Podcast. Um, as always, uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you've got thoughts, um, hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. If you've got a topic that one of us wants to be covered, um, if you can share this, if you can leave us reviews, it always helps to get this information out. We are blessed at Church on the Rock, I believe, with some of the most amazing leaders and we just felt called to sit down and have honest conversations about the things that the Lord has shown us uh, through our organization, through our church, um, and through our leadership. And so today, uh, I am excited about this. We've got Pastor Jackie back in the studio with us, um, and we're going to dive into a topic that we've, we've actually used the words here at Church on the Rock for years. There have been moments where we will recognize a leader, we will see a leader, and we will say this, we'll say, ooh, that's a next-level leader. And so today our podcast is all about what does it mean to be a next-level leader. Pastor Jackie, say hi to everybody. How's, hey everybody. how's everything going for you? It's good to be with you all today. Yeah, and so, uh, so next-level, what does it mean to stand out what does it mean yeah. to what does it mean to be uh different and so today's is a little bit different we we kind of go around talking about you know what do we do what do we not do um today uh we're gonna be talking about what it takes to be a next level leader and so pastor jackie i'm gonna yeah, let you let, just kick this let, thing off let me jump off on on what you started us with what does it mean to be a next level leader when i think of a next level i'm thinking about somebody who's who's very secure uh, I, I see kindness in next level leaders. Anytime I see a leader who is mean or harsh or cruel, I think they'll never go to the next level. Uh, leaders who are generous are next level leaders. Um, there has to be uh, a confidence in their life. They have to be authentic. They, you know, if if somebody's uh, not authentic, if they're not being real, uh, people read through that really, really quick. And we all should uh, strive to be next-level leaders because, you see, uh, regardless of what level you're at, there's a, there's a next level for you. And this is really important in leadership. It's important in the church world. It's important in business. Uh, there's an old saying uh, on a scale from 1 to 10. If you're a, a 5, let's say you're right there in the middle, you're, you're a 5-level a, a leader, it's important that you continue to grow and move to the next levels, the the, because if God would send a seven uh, to your church or to your business, and you were supposed to, you're a five, and you're in a position of leadership over a seven, you're you're going to find that it's very hard to lead somebody who's at a level higher than you are at, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna find a reason to leave your church or uh, to find another job if you don't give them good solid leadership. So today I, I've I've thought of five things that I think every next level leader should do. And that's what I want to share about. Yeah, I think that's so good. I, uh, you know, I can remember coming on staff early on in the church, and you, you've used that illustration for a long time. That if you're a five, you're you're only gonna have five show up. You can't yeah. lead a seven, and uh, that's where growth comes in. You may start as a five, but you don't have to stay there. Um, and and I think to me, I think everything we're gonna talk about today in in these leader areas is something we can all grow in. It's something that we can all get better in. Um, and I think the first one is so, uh, is so cool. Um, it's just, it's just been one of those that 
I've realized even in me, even in our family, uh, that we have this, that we, we don't need to take it for granted. We don't need to use it to manipulate it or anything like that. But this is something that has been put on our lives and we need to recognize that. And so talk about this first one with us. Right. Yeah. Let me just, let me just tell you how I wrote it out. I, I said, these next level leaders, they understand their ability to create and change their environment. Now, let me explain that. That's that's saying a lot. The ability to create and change an environment. Uh, next level leaders have this awareness. They have a self-awareness, but they're also aware of the situation. They're aware of, uh, of the temperature uh, of a room. It could be a room filled with people on a Sunday morning. It could be a one-on-one uh, confrontation with someone on your staff. Uh, you have this ability to be aware of the situation. Now, there's two parts that I like to talk about. Number one is uh, the ability to read the room, to read the people that you're talking with or that you're communicating with. It's like a thermometer. You're taking the temperature of the room. Is this room hot? Is this room cold? Does it need to be warmed up? Does it need to be cooled off? That's that's what I mean by reading the room. That's the first thing. The second thing is this, this self-awareness of uh, of ourselves as the leader in this situation, we're not we're, we 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 have a thermometer that reads the temperature of the room, but then we become the thermostat, and we literally set uh, the thermostat we're, through the words that we use, through uh, our mannerisms, through the way we deal with things. We are the thermostat setting the temperature that needs to come into the room, and and that's that's what I mean by having the ability to create the, the, the environment, the atmosphere of our life, uh, of those that we lead. Uh, Jesus was a master at this, uh, whether he was talking to his disciples and, and he, he was reading uh, their temperature and realizing he needed to turn up the thermostat and create greater faith in them. Or uh, I love the story where Jesus goes to uh, Jairus's house to pray for the little girl and they say oh she's already dead and there's so much uh, uh, death and, and grief and unbelief that Jesus clears the room he realizes for a miracle to happen for 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 God to show up you've got to get rid of uh, of that that coldness that's in the room and then he's the the, the the thermostat that turns up the heat and the miracle is is, is brought about because he understands he has this ability to to change the room. And I think that's what next level leaders do. Yeah. We we change the room. Uh the, the 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 whole atmosphere can change. Pastors need to learn this. There's times on a Sunday morning that men you go through the whole worship and 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 praise time and maybe the the congregation is just down. They're just very depressed. Boy as a, as a leader, you've got to be able to turn up the heat. And, and create some excitement yeah. and get people's attention again. That's all a part of being a next-level leader. Man, that's so good. You know, uh, I can remember uh, for years, even down the road here at, at, at Victory uh, Church, John Randall. John Randall's, yeah. John Randall, man. He was so... Uh, his life message was when we walk in a room, our mission should be to change the room. Yeah. That, that we should we should be in a place to lead that room. And I've thought about that so many times in the job, you know, uh, you, we're here as a church. It may, listen, 
we may be talking as a church right now, and this may be for your business. This may be for your work environment right. during the week. Uh, there have been times where I've walked in the sanctuary. Um, our worship leader does an amazing job, Pastor Dusty. He can he has that ability to read the room. Right. When people aren't engaging, when there's something heavy, uh, he has a way to just take a minute and speak something over that room, and it literally changes the environment. We have pastors that can do that. As a business leader during the week, your work environment, um, I can tell you that if you are the leader of an organization or you're one of the next-level leaders at an organization, if you come in and you're not looking forward to work, it is going to be set throughout that room. You have got to set the pace. You've got to set the tone, and uh, you don't. You you can't as a leader you don't have the luxury of just taking the day off on this. Like you've got to be yeah. so intentional about setting the room. You know, there's a and I see it on social media all the time. People using the term, "Oh, he's a he's a world changer," and it's great. I understand what they're saying, but how can you be a world changer if you're not a room changer? If you can't change a room, yeah. if you can't uh, change the atmosphere, the environment of a room, how in the world are you going to change the world? So uh, it's it's uh, it's very important. That's what a next level leader does. Yeah. He has that ability. Yeah, and just as just as you have the ability to change the room for the good, you also have the ability to change the room for the bad. Like you have right. the ability uh, to, you know, I can remember a few times, not many, Pastor, where you said, "Hey, we're about to have this meeting, and this isn't going to be a fun meeting. This this is a meeting that needs to happen. We're mm-hmm. we're setting the tone that." We got to change some things. We got to fix some things. And so I think there's places for both. And that's Absolutely. what, as a leader, as a next level leader, we've uh, we've got to be able to to live with that. Now, the second one uh, is is next level leaders do not live with unchallenged assumptions. Break yeah. that down for us a little okay, bit. Okay, here's the deal. This is a great one. Every generation, my generation is different from your generation because. Things progress, things change, things grow, our world changes. But I grew up, uh, my parents' generation passed on certain beliefs, customs, and behaviors. There were certain uh, things that took place in in, in the South racially uh, 60 years ago that would never happen today. There are certain uh, customs and, and, and beliefs that were passed on political beliefs, denominational beliefs, family beliefs, th- things that we just say, well, that's the way my daddy did it, and so uh, that's how he thought, so that's the way I'm going to think. We can't live but with these assumptions without challenging them. We've got to understand things are changing, and, and we're going to grow. We're going to change. You see, the whole nation of Israel uh, had been uh, uh, formed in, in, into this uh, the Jewish people ha- had this understanding that when the Messiah came, he was going to be a governmental leader. He was going to set them free from from the, the, the Roman rule, and he was going to be an earthly king. And so because they never challenged that assumption that had been passed down to the, the next generation, they missed Jesus coming as the Messiah because he didn't come the way that they assumed he would come. There are some people that they look at, at, at certain people and they think, oh, I, I would never follow their leadership uh, simply b- because of the way I've been raised and the way they've been raised. We, we've got to challenge those things. People grow 
past the assumptions that are put upon them by the previous generations. Yeah. You know, when we talk about things like this, I always think about uh, Mark Rutland when he did our training that the that the message for my family is always going to be the same. Right. The message is always going to be the same. But the methods may change over time. They have to they, change. They, they, they may have to change. You know, you look at... Uh, the way you did church when you started versus the way we're doing church when I'm starting in the digital age. And the and the message is the same, but the way we do them are so, so different. And I think people, sometimes what keeps an organization from growing, which keeps a leader from growing, is just being set in these, set in the, in the methods and not so much mm-hmm. the message. You know, I've watched you over the years, just this flexibility to change and adapt. Yeah. Not that we, not that we become the world, but you know, it, it, it's kind of like fishing, you know, I fish in certain areas and I use this bait and I fish in other areas and I use this bait and I fish in other, like being able to not just say, I'm only going to use this bait anywhere that I fish, but how do we reach people? How do we impact? How do we change the room? Like these are so important and if we're stuck in our ways, we never get to that point. You know, when I was growing up in the church, there was a, an assumption that was passed on to me that if you were going to be a missionary, what that meant is that you left the United States, you moved to Africa, or you moved to some remote part of the world, and you spent your entire life in that place. Well, times have changed. Technology has improved. And the, the, the way we do missions today is totally different from the way it was done in our previous generation. That's not, and, and some people are still called to move to a, a remote part of the, the globe and spend their life there. But so much is happening today in the area of missions where, where it's happening through Zoom meetings, through uh, short-term trips, through uh, pouring into the uh, uh, pastors, the, the, the native pastors of a, of a country. And, and God's work is carrying on. The message is still the same, yeah. but the methods have changed yeah. greatly. So good. So good. Hey, I, I want to I wanna jump down to, to this one because I want to spend some time here because I want to see where you go with this one. I see uh, this one says that a next-level leader understands and embraces times when we are out of control. Talk about that. Let me say this. I remember you saying one time, Less than a year ago, somebody asked in one of our meetings, "What, what is your biggest regret over the last yeah. forty years?" And you said, "Do you remember what you said? You wish you had taken more, more risk." risk. Right. Talk about that. Well, if you're a leader, if you're a leader of a church, a leader of a business or organization, there will be times when everything seems to be. It probably is. Things are out of control. Things are happening so quickly. Or they're they're happening so severely or so uh, rapidly that you you're you're out of control. You do not have control, and most times what happens is a, a leader will will grab hold of everything he can get his hands on and pull in the reins. He'll 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 hit the brakes. He'll stop everything going on simply to get uh, his world back under his own control. Uh, and and I think next level leaders have this understanding that sometimes when things are out of control, yes, they're out of our control, but God is still in control. In fact, God is using all of the chaos. God's using all of this stuff that seems to be happening, and it may not be pleasant. It may not be fun, 
uh, it's kind of like getting uh, on the roller coaster at Six Flags. And it's like, man, I am out of control. I, man, if I had a break, I'd slow this thing down. But no, you're, 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 you're on for the ride. You know, just enjoy the ride. Throw your hands up and let God be in control and take some risk yeah. and understand that, yeah, uh, don't do anything stupid. Yeah. Don't, don't be haphazard, but at the same time, embrace uh, the risk. Embrace the faith factor that's involved yeah. in allowing God to be in control. Yeah. And I think that's that's so true, just even getting to the place where we know God's voice so well in our lives that when He speaks, we have the faith to believe what He says. My, I, my own personal growth, I look back over my life, growth happens when you're uncomfortable. If you're comfortable, if you're safe, if everything is just uh, very, very calm around you, Growth isn't taking place. When things are out of control, when things are uncomfortable, that's when God's adding to your life. That's when you're developing as a leader. Yeah. And we see that all through Scripture. God, yeah. God uses the storms through Scripture all the time. That's true. And it's the people like Peter that once they get their eyes on Jesus, the storm's not as big as we think. Man, that is that is so good. Um, this last one, Next Level Leader, uh, they live, next level leaders live from their soul and not their ego. Yeah. Talk to us, Pastor. Okay, ego. We all have an ego. It's our false identity. It's that sense of who we are. Uh, it's, 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 who our, it's what we tell ourselves about ourselves. <laughs> it's based on outside factors. If we look good, if people are applauding us, if we've been successful on, on our lasted a little venture, then our ego takes over and we think, man, we're a great leader and, and, and we've got it all together and we're not going to ever make a mistake. You can't live from your, your, your ego. You've got to live from your soul. Your soul is that part of you that recognizes God. It's that part of you that is surrendered to God's control. It's that part of you that realizes I'm, I'm only what I am because of God's grace. And, and our soul, if your soul is healthy, your leadership will be healthy. Um, I love the verse of Scripture, Second, uh, excuse me, 3 John, verse 2. says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I, I am so grateful that in, in the recent... Uh, past uh, people, Judah Smith uh, wrote a book about how's your soul. People have started dealing with this thing about how important it is that we take care of our soul, that we stop living to please our ego and to build our ego, but we look at what's real, what's true, and we begin to live from a healthy, prosperous soul, one that is surrendered to God and 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 in total compliance. Uh, to God's will. That's what I mean when I say they live from their soul, not from their ego. Man, man, I love that. I uh, I think our world is hungry for next level leaders. Yeah. Um, I I want to close with this. This is a thought that I've had. Is yes, this podcast was for you uh, to challenge you to go to a next level in your leadership. 
But I also believe this. I also believe that if you are leading an organization and you have next-level leaders in your organization, part of your responsibility is to raise them up and grow them up. Mm -hmm. What I have found uh, is that when we have next-level leaders here at Church on the Rock, and we have so many of them, uh, if we don't take the time, give them opportunity to, to let them grow, to challenge them, uh, then they'll go somewhere else and find it. And yeah. so I want to talk to the people that are, are leading organizations, you're leading teams. Um, you know, my wife just joined a, a new real estate team, and I was thinking about this for, for her team. Like the team leader's job is to, is to recognize next-level leaders and be secure enough to let them come up right. and, and raise up. And, you know, a couple months ago, we let our youth pastors have a Sunday and they preached at all of our campuses. Our youth pastors did. And, and, you know, it was like youth pastor Sunday and everybody's always had a big joke about this. And I listened to all three sermons and I was just amazed at these next level leaders that are in their early thirties. I I would put them on the platform anywhere. They were amazing. They were, they were so good. And so there's always this tension of me with me of, Finding time to build them up, uh, to to lead them, but also to make sure that they're doing their job because the next level leader usually wants to go to the next level and That's they want to go and 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 for those of you that are listening to this and you're going, man, I needed to hear that. There's a book by John Maxwell called The Leader's Greatest Return, and it talks about how your greatest return as a leader is to raise up other leaders. And we've seen it with Pastor Jackie here at the church. We've seen it in so many successful businesses here in Lubbock that as leaders raise up next level leaders, everybody gets better. It's the old story of when the the tide comes in, all the sinks, not all the sinks, all the ships rise to a new level. And so, uh, man, go for it. Be bold. uh, Take risk. Um, God is speaking to you. God's got you. And as always, thanks for listening to the COTR Leadership Podcast. If you guys have any questions, any comments, hit me up via email, Heath, H-E-A-T-H, at cotrpeople.com. Pastor Jackie, thank you so much for being in the studio with us today. Carson, thank you. And uh, you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. 